Hey there, this is Anita from the Wise Woman's Workplace, and I'm here to share with you insights that made the difference in my journey from administrative assistant to executive director and beyond. Over the years, I've collected lessons learned on how to become a sought-after employee, and I want you to know them too, so that you are finally valued for your real contribution at your workplace. So, let's get started. This is Anita Bellitz from the Wise Woman's Workplace podcast. In today's episode, I want to carry on the discussion from episode 19, Pinpoint Professional Uncertainty, and address different ways to deal with uncertainty at work because different challenges need different solutions. In episode 19, I spoke about how to identify the source of your uncertainty and spoke about inside, outside, and all around. Essentially, Inside deals with your own mindset and emotions. Outside deals concretely with the professional context and how you interact in that context. And all around deals with the bigger picture of what you want for your career and ultimately your life. If you would like to pinpoint where your uncertainty is coming from, then don't hesitate to check out that episode if you haven't already. In this episode, I want to go into some more detail about how we can deal with uncertainty. I understand it can be hard. At different points in my career, I've dealt with each one of these challenges. So let's look at each one of these in turn, inside, outside, and all around. First, let's look at inside. As I mentioned, this has a lot to do with mindset and emotions. For me, one occasion that really stands out in my mind where I had this challenge was when I had been in a job for just a few years. We were on the verge of a merger, and this led me to question what would happen with my career's future in the organization. I knew there was at least another key player in the other organization involved in the merger, and I just couldn't see how it was all going to work out. Essentially, from a business perspective, I felt there could be too many cooks in the kitchen, if you see what I mean. I stressed over this a lot, but mostly kept it to myself. On the one hand, I trusted my boss completely, and I believed he would make sure I was well-positioned going forward. But on the other hand, the director of the organization that we were merging with was older and more specialized than me. I felt I really couldn't compete when it came to experience. And so, I eventually decided the best was to go to the source. I approached my boss and I asked him what message I should share with my staff about changes going forward and asked how to reassure them. He was surprised by the question. I saw he had assumed we all trusted and it would just all be okay. This gave me the opportunity to tell him that even I was wondering what the plans were and he took the time to explain to me what he had in mind. And he stuck to his word because that was just the kind of boss that he was. So even if your boss isn't that kind of a person, bringing up the issue with them should help. Their answer should give you some insight and it will signal to your boss that this is a growing concern with staff, both of which are important things and much better than staying in the dark. And you can get those inside worries to settle down, hopefully. Next, let's talk about outside. As a reminder, outside is about the professional context and how you interact in that context. 
In episode seven, I spoke about my experience with a particularly unpleasant colleague who was consistently trying to undermine my department, and it felt like it was working to sway my boss's opinion at the time. It was pretty difficult to deal with. Now, I try to be a nice person and to treat others with courtesy and respect. And I definitely felt like my values were not the same as this colleague's. The way she behaved felt extremely aggressive and personal to me. I eventually realized it wasn't personally against me in the way I thought it was. It took me some time to see this, and it definitely required taking a step back from the situation. I even spoke to an executive coach about it. It was through explaining to my coach that I could see the situation with different eyes. Now, this was important. Having a coach who was unbiased and who kept me focused on the facts instead of letting my emotions get the better of me was a major step in changing how I felt and reacted to the situation. Eventually, I was able to find other ways to react to her behavior, and this actually made me more capable of keeping my cool. It was a big lesson for me. After a while, when I thought about it, I realized that the situation actually hadn't changed, but I had. My emotions, my reactions, and even the way I approached the whole situation. This led her to change her behavior sometimes, and when she was still unfriendly, I was actually able to rise above it. So make sure that if it's something in your professional context that's causing you uncertainty, that you take a step back and get some guidance. Now, clearly, this can't always resolve in all uncertainties, and that leads me to my third point, all around. So the last thing that I want to talk about is all around. All around is the bigger context, what you want in your career or in your life. Now, this one crept up on me, and it took me a long time to recognize it. Which is funny to say in a way, because looking back, I can think of a number of occasions where this came up for me. For me, it was the realization that I didn't want to be doing the work I was doing anymore. And ignoring the signals that I was getting that were telling me it was time to move on. I was so entrenched in what I was doing. I was always fighting for the organization and feeling like I was responsible for our success or failure. And I couldn't see the forest for the trees, as they say. It's hard to pinpoint when exactly I realized things weren't how I wanted them to be anymore, but I can clearly identify a few things that happened that made me think about things differently. First, my kids were really growing up. Now, I know it may sound a bit cliche, but I think this happens to most parents at some point. The truth, it just stares you in the face. And one day I was at a conference where someone said, well, you only get 18 summers with them. And it really struck me. I had planned so many things in my life around my work that I felt like I wasn't truly in control of my own life. I needed to let go of the reins a little bit. And I actually decided to reduce my workload and refocus on the part of my work that made me happiest. A second thing was we had a new director who had a different focus for the organization. That realization was very present and it came up almost every single time we interacted. One day it became clear that the new direction of the organization was no longer in line with what I had believed in for all those years. So I knew it was time to start looking around, and I did. But this actually led me to consider the bigger question about my career. 
So the third thing was I finally acknowledged to myself that the money and title weren't really satisfying. They were good, but they weren't satisfying. Overall, I really liked the people I worked with, but I kept asking myself what I was really contributing. Now, this is a question that people tend to ask themselves naturally as they, as they grow older, but I find this is more and more common with today's younger generations. And I think it's great because I know when I'm doing work that really satisfies me, I'm actually really excited and energized about going to work instead of feeling stressed out and tired. So do any of these sound familiar to you? It's funny because I can tell you that in each of these situations, what made things move was the unpleasantness of the situation, how severely unpleasant things could be. But I also know these things didn't really come up overnight. So if you're feeling uncertain about work, whether you think the source is internal or external to you, I really encourage you to take the time to pinpoint the source and to start working on a solution. Happiness isn't necessarily very far away. So to recap, if the problem is external to your organization or your department and you're feeling uncertain, it's probably inside of you. Speak to a trusted and informed colleague or superior and hopefully they'll be able to reassure you if you need to be worried yet or not. If the problem is with a colleague or your work context, try to take a step back and see the bigger picture about what is driving the outside situation. Most of the time, it isn't personally against you. Now, you can go back to episode 7 to hear more on that. Or you may realize that an adjustment in your own behavior can just turn the situation totally around. And finally, if the problem feels all around and bigger and is with you all the time, as in you're consistently unhappy at work and you can't figure out why, it's time to do some soul searching and think about what is your best next step. This is one problem which certainly won't work itself out on its own, and the sooner you take steps to make the situation better, the better off you will be. These are uncertain times for many people, certainly. <laughs> but what I think is the most difficult is inaction. So make sure that you're working on changing things in your life that make you feel uncertain. Because the truth is, the, the facts of the situation are what they are. And you usually can't control most of what's happening around you. But you certainly can decide how you will react and then act. Now, I have a special announcement for you today. I'm hosting an online event in September aimed at how to use this time to plan, find, and land your dream job. You can find out more on dreamjobconference.com and you can sign up to be informed when, when registration opens. It will be free to hear from specialists about how to use this time to plan your transition, to find a job that is a good fit for you, and what it takes to land your dream job. If this sounds useful to you, head on over to dreamjobconference.com and sign up for the reminder. I would really love to have you join. 
All right, ladies, as always, if you really want a career in life which makes you happy, please be very mindful of what you're doing and take deliberate action every day. Make sure you're always looking after yourself, including in your career. And don't just survive, take steps to thrive. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Until next time, may you be healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's it for today's show, but if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or sign up directly on my website, www.wisewomensworkplace.com to receive automatic notification when a new episode comes out or to submit a question or suggestion for a topic that you want to hear about. I love sharing these tips on how to become a sought-after employee and to hear how it's making a difference in your lives. So thank you so much for listening. There are many more helpful tips on the way. Until next time, take care of yourself and be wise.